to the Science and Dance podcast. You're listening to Series 3, Episode 2, and today I'm joined by Jos Clark, who is a dancer, choreographer, photographer, producer, and model from the Ivory Coast. And today Jos is going to take us through his story of learning ballet via Skype when he was 17 to now pursuing a professional career in dance, having trained for the last two years in the United Kingdom. I'm really excited about this chat with Jos. It has loads of great content in it for those that perhaps are nervous when performing, those that perhaps want some inspiration and motivation. And for those that are interested in choreography and pursuing contemporary dance, this is really a great listen as well for you guys. So I really hope you enjoy listening to Yoss's story. Um, and as ever, please leave your feedback and let us know what you think. And as ever, Yoss's details are in the link and the description. So enjoy. Science and Dance podcast, episode two in our third series. Yay! Hello, Yoss. How are you doing? Welcome. Hello, thank you, Andrew. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're very, very welcome. I'm, I'm pleased that we... Uh, we do have you on today. This is a bit of a spontaneous one, but nevertheless, you've been a busy guy over the last couple of years and been here, there and everywhere. And we think it's really important to kind of share your your ideas and your thoughts and your, your story. Um, so why don't you start off by telling everybody who you are, where you're from, what you do, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you take the reins. Go for it. Okay, so my name is, my stage name is Yos Clark, but um, my full name is Quadrius Master Clark. Um, from my breakfast. And um, I'm 26 years old. When did you, when did you first start um, dancing, Yos? So, Dancing, dancing, like properly dancing, let's say like around eight, mm -hmm. but dancing like much more local dances. Like we do have so many dance styles in Ivory Coast, but that's where it started. But so you started dancing at the age of eight, and that was back in the Ivory Coast, and, and so when you say lots of different styles in at the age of eight, what what do you what do you classify as different styles? What what kind of things were you doing? Um, it's much more kind of urban style that we call Kupedikali, which is like um, a proper ivory and dance, really. And it's a kind of it was much more a dance for like showing off, really, and. Uh, <laughs> It changed, it changed over the years, like with turning into something like much more hip hop and break dance at the right. same time. So yeah, that was the main thing that we were all dancing there at that age. And then I discovered ballet and contemporary and jazz via Fundo Stress which is a Spanish series. And that was like, was much more about uh, dancers in a dance school and actors. So they were all training together really. And this atmosphere was something really 
different for me because I've never seen that before really. And seeing uh, the way they were like committing themselves to that, the way enjoying what they were doing, even if it was difficult, was just the magic of it really. So that ignited your sort of love for um, ballet, classical, classical dance, jazz, contemporary. Yeah. So whilst you were still in the Ivory Coast, how old were you at this point, and how 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 did you pursue ballet? How did how did you learn? Was there, was there, was there the opportunity for you to learn whilst you were there, having been inspired? Um, when I was eight, there wasn't that much things you could really find. And um, the fact that I already knew that my father wasn't like this type of, like, wasn't really wealthy to allow me to have some dance classes because also it's something that you have to pay for. And I didn't even know that it was something that we could find in Ivory Coast. So I just kept it for myself really until when I was 17 and I decided and I decided to just start on my own with uh, YouTube and watching pictures of people on Google or Facebook. And yeah, but so I didn't even know that. So basically teaching yourself. Find. Yeah. So you, taught, you taught yourself initially. Yeah. But I mean, when you really like something and you don't have any, um, you don't have any opportunity to to make it like real, to make it come to life. You just need to find a way and that's what I did really. Amazing. So when you decided that this is something that, you know, I, I'm, I'm enjoying this, I'm pursuing this and this is something that I could, I could do. Um, and you, you know, you thought oh, I, might, I might try and have a, have a career in this. Did anybody, did you have a mentor? Did you find somebody that you could contact that was going to help you with that? Was anybody going to help you learn ballet? Or was, it, or was it purely off your own back? Or was there somebody there, you know, did you find somebody online or? So at the beginning, when I started, it was just me. And I wasn't really thinking about uh, a career, really. I was just dancing and enjoying it, really. And uh, at some point, as I was always sending invitation, like friend requests on Facebook to people with a dance picture as like a profile picture. So <laughs> I ended up like with a lot of dance friends, even if I wasn't talking to them every time. But, um, but there was one in particular, a woman living in France who was a dance teacher. And uh, as I used to post some pictures of me trying some movements, she she found herself, she found herself like interested in that. So she contacted me to know if I ever took any dance classes. So I told her no, that I basically learned by myself. So she decided to teach me via Zoom and, no, not Zoom. Zoom wasn't existing at this time. <laughs> yeah, Skype. Yeah. Skype. Yeah, to you. Yeah. Back. yeah, so yeah, Skype. And then that's how it started really. 
but she I guess she's the one who really made me realize that I that was something that I wanted to do so so with without with, without putting a finer point on it all this um, online coaching that that you that people are doing now you've been doing for 10 years you're kind of used yeah. to it <laughs> yeah that's why sometimes I get like I'm really um, easy going with that. I'm used to it because I I don't find it that difficult really because I've been there before. And yeah. now I'm much more able to uh, correct myself. But before, like years ago, I couldn't really do that because I didn't know anything. And that was the struggle of it really. Like when you have never taken any um dance class before it's kind of really difficult to uh find your way through and mm -hmm. when you have that kind of teaching methods it's just crazy really because you can't you don't really know what you're doing even if the teacher is saying what you have to do and that's that was the the biggest struggle really because i didn't know i was just trying to um think it through doing what she was telling me to do but um i couldn't really understand but now it's like way easy as i did have some bit of training now and did some more researches even when i was back home so yeah, yeah. okay so what led you to so that was obviously you know when you were 17 um yes and you were you know up until then no formal dance training whatsoever and self-taught and then somebody takes you on on skype so fast forward for a second to where you're at now and you know you do a lot of modeling you do a lot of photography you do a lot mm. of dancing yourself you do choreography you've been part of dance projects over the last couple of years how did you come about the opportunity that you really wanted and you really wanted to take advantage of to pursue a career in dance? When did you realize that that's what you wanted to do or when did you realize that's what you could do? Um, I think, I guess it was probably when I, um, because I did some kind of crazy things <laughs> when I was back home, like, the first thing that I did to kind of um, free myself from like the shyness because I was really shy <laughs> at that stage because that wasn't something that people were used to in Ivory Coast and dancing in front of people was for me like the biggest challenge. So I went one day in the streets like it was on Christmas day I think and I just let it out really like i was dancing in the streets to make myself like to just free myself from shyness really and that was the point from that point i was like okay this is literally what i need to do this is the moment and then there were some kind of um other opportunities like performing on stage and uh, before that, I did a TV show, like I was invited there. And from that experience, I 
gets called by one of the ex-wife president of Ivory Coast to perform at her gala. So it was kind of like overwhelming for me and really crazy because I wasn't really expecting that and things to go that quick. So when you were going to these shows, what type of dance, what dancing were you doing? Were you, was it your own choreography? Was somebody choreographing for you? Was it was it contemporary? Was it what what we what was it you were doing when you on these shows um, at, at these galas? It was really it was mainly my choreography, but it was much more a mix of everything, like giving those ballet lines having some uh, contemporary vibes and yeah, it was mainly that. So there was nobody really guiding you through that experience. You had to kind of feel your so, way. I was always showing the choreography to my dance teacher. Okay. So when we had those classes, I was showing her to see what she thinks about it. And then, yeah. That was the only way, really. And it just, just grew from there, just a few opportunities to... Yeah. So when you talk about, uh, I mean, I obviously know you, I've worked with you for a couple of years, and I don't believe you are shy. Um, I was but, way, <laughs> way back. But obviously, this was way back. So how did you deal with those, those, those moments where you're at this gala in front of these really important people, so to speak, um, mm. And how does a shy guy deal with that, or is it something you just just did, and it just you're just enjoying the experience and doing it for the enjoyment? Mm. It was really stressful. Like even if I did dance in the streets, every time I was dancing in front of people it was this stressful, and like I was so stressed that I couldn't like sometimes feel my feet. So it's something that I can't really explain, but. Over the years, I realized that it's something natural, really. Like you stress before and even at the beginning of the performance. And then when I start dancing, everything goes away, really. Because So when you perform, do you still have those sort of nerves and those that, that, that yeah. feeling now? And then it, you just trust that the music and the rhythm and whatever you're, whatever you're dancing to and dancing yeah. with. Like in the backstage, I'm always like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Like it's something, it's a bit like it's burning inside really. And you don't understand, you can't even explain it really. Mm. And you're really afraid of making any mistake, especially if, when it's someone's choreography really. And uh now it's like, okay, just let it go. Just let things happen and focus on the performance part of it, really, like giving yourself. So up until you're, so you're dancing for these important people in, in the Ivory Coast. How old are you at that point? You're showing your choreography to your teacher on, on Skype. How old are you at this point? Mm, I think I was probably I was in 2014, so I was probably in 19, I think. Okay. Or 18. Yeah. And then for, for people that don't know, obviously you live in 
in the United Kingdom now. You live in the UK for the time. Yeah, being. at the moment, yeah. At the moment. And how's that? How did that happen? How, how have you come to travel in, north from the Ivory Coast up into Europe? And, and, and how, how's you, how have you been given the opportunity to dance here? Talk us through that kind of transition. Is that, was that always your dream? Uh, was that something that somebody just presented to you or uh, did you perhaps apply and do some research? What was what was the chain of events that led from you dancing in the streets and relieving yourself of shyness to formally pursuing a career in dance? Because that's uh, that must have been a, a big shock to the system to be doing it for pure enjoyment to suddenly then yeah. go into a formal setting where you're actually learning to dance with people in the studio. Yeah. Um, from that, uh, why did we start really? So when I did start those online classes with my dance teacher, it was much more, um, she wanted me to join her in France to get the proper training. And uh, the only thing we had to do was to find a fund for that, like accommodations and but the classes will be like free. She wanted to teach me for free. So um, the only thing we needed to find was the fund, but it was really difficult at that time to like for my father and stuff like that. So um, doing my, trying to do my way through dance in Ivory Coast, I, um, I was still performing and doing some kind of productions too and at the end of one of them and i think that was one of my last productions really um ravel by africa there was the british ambassador to ivory coast who was there to watch the show and at the end of the performance the producer like kind of uh explained my story because i was the main the leader really in that piece. So um, when he did that, we were, um, I was really surprised because he never did that before. So I didn't know what to expect. And then we were working on another production. We were doing some rehearsals and it came, no, I was doing something wrong with my singing really because it was the singing show we were preparing. And he came there, was like literally shouting at me because I wasn't singing the right tone. Mm -hmm. I was so upset that day and he just took me on the side and told me that there's someone who found a scholarship for me to um, to come and learn dance in the UK. So from that feeling of like being really disappointed by my not really great performance in the singing rehearsal and now ending up with this big news was like, I just couldn't believe really. It was just, uh, I don't know how to explain it really, it was just, kind of pure magic really like I wasn't expecting something like that and 
I was waiting for years like to get this kind of opportunity and now it was happening. So yeah, that so, was nice. So you were offered the scholarship. Tell us what happened next. Where were you gonna be? Where were you going? What was the plan from getting this scholarship to moving to the UK? Where were you going? What was the what was the, what was your game plan? What did you have to um, do? <laughs> the plan was just coming here studying and my original plan for me was because it was meant to be a three years study program so um my first visa application was like literally six months so when i came i had to go back in at the end of february which was really sad because of the visa issues and then you- coming so you came, you, you came in the September, you came to Care Stance in the September yeah. and you realistically weren't going to get a full year of, of training, even yeah. one full year of training because of the visa situation. Yeah. So even though, was that the first time that you had, you know, your first day at Care Stance in the September, was that the first time you'd taken, you know, really formalized dance classes with other people pursuing the same thing? Um, no, you, that I, was in the first time okay the first time was um in ivory coast i over the years like i mean two years after those online classes i've discovered some dance studios awesome there so i was taking some dance classes and this really helped me a lot like with my dancing and the confidence and stuff like that I was going to say because obviously learning on learning in 2D and the reason I asked learning in 2D on mm-hmm. Skype and perhaps copying people is certainly not the same as yeah. you know, being being in a class. So yeah. you had had some experience of that before you came over to the UK and, yeah. and, and did that. But you were obviously then going to be training all day, every day. Was that a yeah. shock to the system at all? Was that new to um, you? Was it, was it all, you know, what was the experience like being in a, was, uh, in a dance college? It was much more exciting, really, because I I was looking forward to live this situation, like being in the studio every day, uh, being taught every day. And that was literally what I've been looking for, because back home, I was just having some, just one dance less than a week, really. And it wasn't enough. So I was looking for more. So um, coming here and doing do, doing that every day was just the pure dream for me, really. And uh, obviously, there's something else adding a bit of pressure on it, like exams, which I never did before. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but even that, at some point, it was like kind of when you have your marks you're kind of really happy with that because you've never expected your expected yourself to be in that position and having some good marks. So yeah, that was like the best six months <laughs> that I've ever had really. Tell us about the experiences in that six months because obviously it was vastly different to you know the the way you'd gone about your dancing. You were performing, you were doing a lot of stuff in front of people, but you'd had that experience mm-hmm. now. But you found um, you found a love for contemporary dance, obviously, as being yeah. your one of your favorite things to do. 
and you I know that in for a fact that you've got some fantastic choreographic ideas and production ideas when you were here in the UK did you feel as though you had the opportunity to to expand on that and now that you were learning perhaps other styles as well were you bringing that into into Jos Clark's personal identity of dancing or were you were you trying to um expand your horizons you know what, what were your biggest influences over on your own dancing whilst you've been in the UK like obviously contemporary has been like one of my favorite for years really and um modern dance also like we've been learning that with uh, Miss Jane at school and that was with jazz that was like my biggest discovery really because that was something kind of like the approach was kind of new for me and also interesting so all of these were like adding some kind of layers to my uh, performance skills really and doing that was like um I don't know how to explain it was just purely because when I dance really I'm much more putting things like basing things on my own feelings what I've been through what I've lived before and that's my main motive really for any choreography things and stuff you're listening to the science and dance podcast this is episode two with Jos Clark please as ever like and leave a comment below wherever you can we really appreciate your feedback and I'm sure Jos would love to hear from you all as well so you can get in touch with him on Instagram and his handles are in the description as well you always said that jazz is a huge influence on on you know your choreography and your ideas now mm. but where do you see your ideas going like what ideas do you have what's your what's your ambition now that you've had some training in the uk and you've been performing with chaos dance and stuff what what what's your what's your ambition so obviously it's to like create a bit more because I've had like so many ideas with um, everything I got until now and creating things, creating uh, stories based on my personal experiences. That's what I want to bring really because that's for me the only way to really um, give something to people because I personally I don't dance just to dance I dance mainly for like what I've been through what I've lived what I've experienced like dance has a big a big meaning for me now than before like it's not just oh okay I'm like doing that I'm doing that but every movement has to be related to something. Every um, every aspect of like, like even if it's a developer, where does it go? Where it's going to lead? Where your 
that's where I'm going. I want to take dance really, like in my own world, not just for doing something like um, impressive or it's just making it personal. Expression. Yeah. I think that's really meaningful, especially, um, you know, in the way that dance dance has evolved over the Mm -hmm. years. I think it's always very striking when you come across choreography and pieces that um, the movement is almost like words. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's very inspiring to hear you say that that's how you want to choreograph. And I'm I'm sure um, the the people listening to this will be keen to see a little bit. So I'll probably throw little bits into into, your dancing into it on YouTube. But what's it been like um, performing as a part of... um, Chaos Dance and performing as part of the Allegro Dance touring company and doing shows that perhaps in styles that you hadn't done before. So, for example, I know that you've dabbled with flamenco. I know that you've dabbled with uh, you're doing a lot more ballet than you'd, you'd ever imagined to do before. You know, pas de deux, partnering yeah. work and, and you know, different choreographers have certainly come and, uh, you know, utilised your skills. But what's it been like kind of performing such an array of different things that perhaps isn't your own work like do you still do you do you admire and enjoy working with other choreographers is that something you enjoy oh yeah it's always enjoyable really because uh you you have the chance to like discover things that you were not really seeing before or even so you can say you have your own way to move that someone else will have another way to move really. And just discovering that had something, had something more to your style, had something more to your experience. And that's the, that's the thing really with working with other choreographers because it's like giving you the experience of like um, learning new things or even learning old things, but in a new way and yeah, it's always a like great pleasure, really. And having like to dance for Allegro dance was like I wasn't really imagining experiencing the like being on stage every day. Because that's something that was something new for me really, even if I didn't do it for too long because of the visa issues I was going and I came back but it was always a great joy like tiring because that's the thing also but oh yeah so kind of moving towards your other passions and I know that um, you've been involved in a number of projects since that you've since you've uh, been over here and back in the Ivory Coast as well but for example you know we've seen people have seen you on Vogue Italia and things like that how have you got how have these opportunities come about because you've been traveling up and down the country working with different people you've done collaborations over the past couple of years I've seen articles with a variety of different people you've just had a a wonderful article in 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 dance magazine Um, tell us a little bit about the the wider aspects and the other things that Jos Clark's got going on apart from just your dance journey and pursuing professional dance? What, where do your other passions lie? Um, so the fashion world, like modeling, for example, that's something that I've always enjoyed. 
and uh, like before or even yeah when I was doing dance that was like literally something that I was doing on the side but much more for myself and being able to do that now like as I did with Vogue that was like the biggest thing because I was always dreaming of that but never imagined I would do it even London London Fashion Week like okay <laughs> it's like okay but um yeah and for me even with fashion it's much more related to my dance really because um even every time I try um any clothes like normal clothes I will always dance in those clothes like <laughs> it needs to have like yeah because for me I have to like find how like how well suited it is on me really like by moving I know okay this can be used for performance aspects and this can also be used like in the streets but every time people will enjoy it because that's literally the way even when I go to a shop like a store I always dance in the store when I'm trying clothes on <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah that's that's crazy but that's the way I I try clothes on like to see how it looks like and it ends up like really great so this opportunity for example was much more um something that I've made happen really by creating a modeling account on Instagram. And mm -hmm. from that with, I did some kind of uh, reaching out, commenting and stuff like that. And then by checking, checking, checking. So, so networking and social media has been pretty yeah. useful, useful to you. Yeah. In like, I've, I mean, social media has been really helpful for me all my life, really, because it started with Facebook, now Instagram, and what else? Like, learning, on, I don't learning, know. On, learning on YouTube. Yeah. So there's, at the beginning, people were thinking that social media were like so bad, blah, blah, blah. But there's also this, um, really a good aspect of it and people are realizing it now so yeah i mean you've certainly used you've certainly used it to your advantage but and i know yeah. you've got a modeling instagram and i know you put pieces of choreography on your instagram and stuff like that but you also like the other side of the camera as well you know you're an avid yeah. photographer I, I you know are you trying to find ways that you can style choreograph perform and shoot your own pieces like you yeah know, i I'm literally doing that <laughs> like at the moment because um, yeah, when you have this kind of uh, opportunity like to create, to be in your own stylist and even now it's much more difficult because you can't really go to anyone else or you can't really go to any stylist because you can't meet anybody. So you have to do everything yourself and having those skills are really useful like with photography i started literally when i started dance 
when I was taking pictures of myself to put them on Facebook. That's how my friend's teacher found me because of those pictures. And then from that, I was like literally nurturing the passion for photography. And then it carried on. And now I'm like literally enjoying like taking dance photographies and stuff like that. So do you believe that the, the that your wider skills that are, are around your dancing are just as important as your dancing to, to help push you forward? Yeah, definitely. Because at the moment I'm like literally creating, doing uh, a video which will be out in like maybe on Valentine's Day. But it's also like with all those skills like fashion-wide, fashion side of it, dance side of it, and also the photography side of it, really. Mm. So, yeah. And then and then the other thing to kind of throw into the mix on that is that I'm sure you want other people to be in pieces with you. How, yeah. do, you, how do you find putting your choreography, which is, to be fair, quite unique, and you move in, 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 a, way, in a way that is like, almost like a signature on a piece of paper, mm. um, how do you find putting your choreography onto others? Is that something you enjoy? Um, it's something I enjoy. The process is, um, it's a bit difficult sometimes because when you know how you move personally, it's like kind of difficult because you can't really, um, you want it to be the same on the person you're choreographing on. And, uh, Sometimes it's it can be something that the dancer understands or don't understand necessarily really, but you have to find ways of like portraying that, and that's uh, the biggest challenge really with uh, like choreographing someone else. But when you're like, for example. I'm like literally thinking at the moment of like choreographing on so many things and just need time and space really for that. But it's always something that I've always enjoyed. What's been to kind of flick back, obviously we're talking about the fact that you've learned ballet online, you've learned ballet in the studio, You've learned all these new styles. You've been involved in productions, both back in the Ivory Coast and here. And you've had these wonderful experiences, London Fashion Week, Vogue, you know, working with, uh, collaborating with other people. What's been the biggest challenge since your travels from the Ivory Coast? Obviously, I know that you've been, we, you mentioned the visa, but within terms of dance, what do you find the most challenging and, and why? Um, so the thing that I found the most challenging, let's say ballet really, um, because although it's something that I, even if it's something that I like, but it's also a challenging thing for me because, um, mainly I'm not a kind of turnout guy. I'm not the, um, like I have the facility, but it's something that requires like a lot. And when you're growing older, you're like 
mm. is it something that you want to pursue really because we all know that it's not something for like you have to kind of start earlier or even so it's it's kind of restrictive really mm. and that's the thing that i'm like i'm not comfortable with really so i'm just learning it for the learning and just for um to add something on my dancing but for now it's like the contemporary side of things is too much in my life really. like and i guess and i guess you know every dancer has their their go to and their and their passions but mm. do you do you do you feel do you find yourself caught in your own choreography and your own pieces do you find yourself calling on the jazz that you've learned and the the stuff that you used to do back in the Ivory Coast when you when you were eight, um, do you find yourself calling on ballet and pulling it all into your contemporary work, or do you try and make things completely unique and wonderful on their own? Um, generally, I try to discover. Really, yeah, I, I try to discover because, um, and we never know because mainly I'm a kind of much more improv based. So uh, when something comes in my mind, it will just be there at that moment. And that's the thing that I take really. And even if I, um, yeah, it can be anything really. Like er anything can like happen. Like it can be some ballet lines or ballet or some uh, jazz or some contemporary, like even flamenco really, that's something. Because so, you, you only have to scroll down your Instagram a little bit, Yoss, to figure out mm. that you like doing improvisation and discovering movement. I don't think that's difficult. If people were to follow you, I don't think that would be difficult to see. But some <laughs> people some people really don't, don't like improvisation. Some people find improvisation very difficult. What, do you have any advice to people that perhaps you know they're going to go to a contemporary audition or mm. you, you know you and you're probably you may be even a ballet audition you might or a jazz yeah. audition, you might be asked to do 16 counts or more of your own mm. improvisation what's your advice to people uh it's much more just let yourself go really because um you've been trained for like with the technique all those years and the only thing you can do at that moment when you know you want this job or it's just to let it go because if you're still holding back because you don't know how to um how to improve you will still stay in that bubble and will not really perform the main thing with auditions i think or even improvisation is much more putting yourself first like imagine there's nobody around and just even if it starts with any head movement, just let it go and the way will lead you, will determine really what you're doing. So you don't overthink, just, yeah. just, just crack on. In improv, you just, you just don't think, you just let your body do the work. Do you think the thinking- Much more the you, inside. Do you think the thinking can often put, a, put the brakes on it then? You need to- Yeah, when you think generally that's, put that thing because you 
you're much more, you're kind of aware of, oh no, I don't want to fall. Oh no, I don't want to do floor because uh, it's something that I'm not really uh, friendly with. Oh no, I don't want to jump because my knee is hurting, blah, blah, blah. But just let it go really. And then when you finish that, when you did what you have to do, then you will deal with the pain or with the fact that you did the role on the floor that you didn't like, but someone else enjoyed it. And that's the most important thing. So as you're, you're, you're 26 now, what's the mm. ambition? What's your goal? What, what's the dream for the next, let's say in the next say five years, what, where do you, where do you see yourself? Cause you, you sound like a person and you have, I believe you're a person of great ideas and vision and you know, you'd probably know what you can try and imagine things in your head quite easily. So mm. what do you see happening in the next five years? What, what do you believe? What do you want? Oh, generally I like to be surprised really by life. Yeah. But mainly we'll be, um, enjoying my dancing like for like fully doing uh, all the projects I have in mind and being able to maybe put a production on. I don't know when for now, but on, yeah, it's just taking all the experiences, being able to create something and then life will, decide really where all of that goes because yeah and if you were to think back to you know eight-year-old eight-year-old yoss who is you know <laughs> dance first dancing back home and then dancing in the street and was very very shy you know what what kind of advice would you give yourself because you say you've been completely surprised by everything that's happened from the person pulling you aside, having had a bad day, doing a singing rehearsal to tell you that you got a scholarship to the UK, you know, that was such a shock to mm. you. And then doing projects here that have been out of the blue and, and a big shock. What would you sort of, what advice would you give to your sort of 17 to 19 year old self? Um, just live for yourself really. Just enjoy what you, just go for it. Like, do what you want to do, uh, be the person you want to be, be, don't be apologetic really. Like, um, yeah, mainly be yourself, even if there's limitations, even if there's, um, there's like people want you to do something else instead of dance. Just go for what you love, because that's the main thing that will make you happy. Because the main thing with life is like being happy, really. So, yeah. That's pretty. I think that's pretty sound advice. You put it. You put it really um, eloquently, and and I feel like you live that kind of mantra as well. I feel like that is exactly yeah. what, that is exactly what you do. Like definitely. <laughs> So currently, obviously, you're in lockdown. You're still training mm -hmm. in the UK. Um, mm -hmm. If people were to go on your Instagram, I feel like they'd have a really good time looking at some perhaps homemade projects that you do. Yeah, but there's I, some you, craziness. and. But I want to talk a little bit about the 
the other half of Jos Clark and the other Instagram account that you have, which is totally fantastic and creative. Is that your modeling account? Do you, you know, you go onto your Jos Clark account and I can click on I am Jos Clark. Mm-hmm. And is that is that the fashion is that the fashion element of it with a little bit of dance or is that just you expressing yourself in a different way? You know, what what inspired that that uh, that account being set up? Or was it, were you advised to have a modeling account, for example? Or did you think if I'm going to do modeling, I need to have a modeling account. And if I'm going to do dance, I need to have a dance account separate from that. Tell us a little bit about yeah. that. Um, sometimes on Instagram, people follow you. No, people follow you because of uh, the dance fact. And when you put any modeling thing, some people then follow you because they are much more used to the dance part of you. And um, so one day I was like, ah, oh, okay. So probably I need to stop posting some modeling things on your Slack and create another account where I can post everything like about fashion and yeah, that's literally how it started. And even, I think two, that's literally two months later that I had the opportunity to do the the London Fashion Week thing. So yeah, I think kind of resizing things like redefining uh, things or separating things can be um, a good thing sometimes. Mm. Like, yeah, it can be something good to do because not everybody is there for uh, something else you have to offer. And even if it's just what they think, but the main thing is for you to be happy. But I do share like both sides of me, like fashion and dance on those two accounts. Like it can be dance on Yas Clark or fashion on your Clark, it depends really. And just to finish off with a couple of quick fire questions, Jos, who, mm-hmm. what's your, who's your biggest inspiration in both, in either, in, in, in the world in general? Like what inspire, who inspires you? Is there particular people that you can think of that have, have inspired you to be, to live the way that you live and enjoy yourself? Mm. I think the main, 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 main one would be my mother, really. Even if she is the opposite of like what I am, like, I mean, the way I live, but um, yeah, my mother, because she, she just, taught me like everything about life and yeah she gave me that strength to always go forward and because she wasn't that kind of woman who was there all the time so you have you had to figure your way out every day by yourself than when I was a kid so yeah Oh, yeah, that's her. So mainly most of my work is based on her, even the choreography I'm releasing 
Sony's like based on her. Yeah. So do you and do you think that kind of motivates you even more? Because you know, it, it, obviously, the, the fact that every piece that you do has a personal motivating factor behind it does that just keep inspiring you to create more and more and more does it make it easy to create does it make it the fact that it's something so close to you does that make it easier um it's easy sometimes but also it has a bit of pressure <laughs> because you don't want like people to see it in the wrong way or even with myself like I still want to see it like the way I want to see it so yeah but yeah she's my hero really <laughs> so nice. that's <laughs> awesome I think it's great that somebody so close to you is, is inspiration and, and not even a you know not necessarily a dancer or you know in, in their own right which is fantastic and um, I think Final to finally, Jos, because um, this has been really insightful for, for even me. Um, if people want to sort of get in touch with you and, and know more about your your journey and perhaps I think it'll probably be people that want some advice that maybe, you know, want to pursue dancing a little bit later in, in life. Mm. Do you think, you know, you came to dance dancing properly at the age of 17, let's say, you know, dancing, you know, in a formal formal sense of it do you think that really is a barrier these days or do you think if, if the right if the stars align then people can take up dancing and pursue it as a career later on um for me as long as you have this will this passion like this burning desire like inside you you just have to go for it even if it's late even if you're like 45 and you want to dance there's no, it's not a waste of time really. As long as it's, you're showing like who you are in your dancing, as long as you're, you're being true to yourself, as long as um, it's something that, that set you free from something or from what you did before. It's always the best thing to do really like always go for what you love first i think that is a very very sound advice yos just i'm going to put your social media accounts on the description but people can find you people so people can find you on instagram um and reach out to you perhaps on on facebook what would be the best way for people to get in touch with you um everywhere really like on instagram <laughs> drop a message instagram facebook uh yeah i'm always like i don't like leaving messages hanging when i see that it's like oh, it's so stressful for me so i need to so reply so you'll get you'll get back to people that's nice and we yeah. can ex and we can expect a little bit of a, a bit of short film from you can we round about valentine's day what's what's can you tell us any more about that um without, without giving it all away yeah but it's much more a story about my birth and much more about my birth and my mother like 
how everything like during life went even between the both of us and how we ended with her sick so yeah i will not talk about like no 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 i will be crying at some point but it's fine <laughs> oh, it's okay and well just yeah. you know, we we look forward to seeing that yoss and, and i think it's mm. it's so it's amazing to hear about um where your choreography ideas come from where all of your movement comes from and i think you touched mm. on some really key things that would perhaps inspire people to that when we do get back in the studio and we're all dancing properly again rather than on zoom i think people may listen to that and say you know what 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 am i doing every time i do a devil pay or whatever what am i doing every time i'm rolling on the floor what does this mean mm. that that obviously seems like an important thing to you yeah so yeah like every steps as every step has a link really like has to be linked into another movement and yeah for me that's the only way really to move like sensibly and truly well yes thanks very much for being on our series 3 of this podcast I really appreciate having you on I'm going to enjoy listening back to it myself and um hopefully people may reach out to you off the back of it so thank you very much for sharing your parts of your story with us and and your ideas and where it comes from I appreciate that thank you so much what have you thank you <laughs>